1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending.
2: Number one on what's trending. We know the Chiefs are locked in to the number one seat after that win against the Raiders on Saturday, so they get to the buy this weekend, they get to sit at home and wait to find out who's coming to Arrowhead next weekend. We don't know whether it'll be Saturday or Sunday yet. That won't be determined until after this weekend's games. Potential opponents, in the most likely is the winner of that 4-5 matchup between the Jags and the Chargers. But there's, of course, scenarios. Upsets could happen. Dolphins upset the Bills then you know the Dolphins would come to Kansas City or if the Ravens were to upset Cincinnati but if you're guessing the opponent right now the Chargers seem to be the most likely opponent
0: I was also trying to like I like the guessing game of what time slot you think they'll get Cincinnati Buffalo's getting the Sunday night treatment Next yeah. Sunday, right? Yeah. I mean, so I don't at, think
2: it'll be Sunday night the Chiefs play. Well, look at even how they're doing this weekend. I understand there's more games. It's su- super wild card weekend. But that Bucks Cowboys game is the Monday. Is that Monday mm-hmm. night game? Of course, right? Of course they are doing it. So it's you know when you have Mahomes involved, I understand. I, Bul- there's always a play. Y- yeah Buffalo Cincinnati for a many many reasons will be the featured game. Herbert
0: Mahomes though,
2: I mean that's the thing. Yeah,
0: it ends up being that.
2: I don't remember what the windows or the TV windows are for a divisional round weekend, but yes, it'll be in a, in a pretty damn good time slot, that's for sure.
0: Next up on watch training, we're seeing a couple of the coaching firings beginning to take place. We know there are interims across the board, but Cliff Kingsbury, the most recent coach to lose his job after Lovey Smith lost his last night. Those are the only two on the docket right now. We've seen Denver really in the interview process, but ask for interviews with like hundreds of different coaches. It seems like at this point, none of which include Eric Bieniemy to this stage of the interview process, but we're probably in the early phases. The one difference between this year and others is some of these other ones just already got the ax. We know the Colts are looking. We already knew the Texans were going to be looking, but they officially fired their coach. But all the interims across the board this season already, including Denver and Indianapolis, we kind of knew some of these teams were already going to be looking for a coach, you know?
2: Keep an eye on uh, the rest of today and the next couple of days as well to see if there's another surprise firing perhaps. Uh, in the NFL, but this is usually, this is um, on Monday, of course, this is when a lot of the news always comes out right after the regular season wraps up. Next up on What's Trending College Basketball, how about all three local schools in the top 25? You'd already had KU and MU in it, but K-State joins the ranks, and they go from not being ranked all the way up to 11th in the ap top 25 so pretty uh, remarkable and that's what you get when you win two conference games on the road uh, against texas and then jerome tang gets the win against baylor in waco in his return there this offense is fun to watch They, they they can put up points that's not the problem whatsoever it's a completely different brand of basketball right now jerome tang has the kansas state wildcats basically almost top 10 in the country nuts
0: how far outside was umkc
2: um, I didn't see that, Cody. I didn't. Uh, Others you're, you're oh, receiving C- votes? You're our UMKC insider. You tell me how they're doing. What's their record? Um,
0: not good enough, man. They're
2: 6-11. That's your alma mater, man. 6-11. and 11. No, K-State. Look, so, I know we're going to talk more about out. this at later on in the week. K-State is really it, impressive. It is, so it's sure. well. Yeah, it's, what Jerome what Tang is doing is actually more impressive than what Dennis Gates is doing, and that's saying something because Dennis Gates has been remarkable already for Missouri. Uh, And I hate to put it out there, but there is Jeff Goodman of ESPN talking about the University of Texas job opening up. His pick to get the Texas job is who? Jerome Tang. Jerome Tang. Yikes. God, could you imagine you you finally
0: get the goods, you get a head coach, and then you lose him in the very first year? That would just be – I mean, if I were a K-State fan, borderline sickening. Next up on Watch, training a big deal for the KC Current today. They add a 2022 MVP finalist in Dabinia on a two-year deal. Now, there was reports – she could go overseas to Arsenal squad. She last year played for North Carolina, but this is one of the five best players in the MLS last season, heading to your Kansas city. Casey current huge two-year deal for what was already one of the better teams in the NWSL
2: next up on what's trending national title game tonight. I know it feels like you can almost kind of forget about it a little know, bit with the playoffs on going on training. and all that, but title game tonight, TCU 13 and a half point underdogs against the Georgia Bulldogs. This game taking place out in LA, at SoFi Stadium, look, TCU's been doubted the entire season. Everybody thought they had no chance to compete with the physicality of Michigan last week. Now, look, Michi- uh, Georgia is a much better version of, of Michigan. There's no doubt yes. there. I still think TCU's going to cover the 13 and a half because I think they'll be able to move the ball. TCU's defense is bad, 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 bad. Yeah, Georgia, might George, put points. Georgia, this game, both teams should be able to put up points. I think TCU can keep it within that 13 and a half points, though. Uh, tonight, I also like Quentin Johnson uh, to continue to have ridiculous numbers. Two straight games over 150 yards receiving. Uh, take the over Quentin Johnson receiving yards tonight.
0: Lastly on what's trending, the Royals releasing part of their schedule for the upcoming season. We already knew that opening day was going to be on March 30th. That'll be at 310 per normal. But the Royals making a slight adjustment to their regular season schedule next year. In April, May, and September, the Royals will go with a 640 first pitch start time. 30 minutes ahead of their typical start time. As you can imagine, that isn't directly related to school time. Trying to get some more people out at the K. Makes sense. During those weekday games. That's specifically when the shift will happen. So that'll be 16 of their 81. It ends up being kind of a small percentage. But of those weekday night games at home, they'll have those at
2: 640 instead. Start times help. Winning games really, really helps get people. Yeah, people it don't care out, about going to seven out. on a weeknight if <laughs> no, you win. No, if you're uh, if you're a first place club, suddenly uh, that seven o'clock start time is not that big of a deal.
0: I kind of like the 640 start time. Yeah. There's, other, there's plenty of towns that do 610 at their local time to try to encourage people out to the game. The Royals have done stuff like this for a handful of games before or just shifted into September when the team was struggling. Mm-hmm. I think this is the right move. Try to get as many people out to the stadium as possible. And you and I both know, like, I got kids the next day. I'd much rather take my kids to a 30-minute earlier game on a weeknight.
2: No, it makes a huge difference, I think, for for a lot of people. So, we'll see, uh, obviously, if that helps with some of the attendance. Again, winning baseball games also the, the, would big, help. the biggest thing that helps with that. All right, that's what's trending here on Cody Engle. Don't forget, though, this Friday, we're going to be out at Sender Block Brewery, partnering up with them once again for our playoff Pilsner. Uh, we had a great time a year ago out there. The beer was fantastic. We had a packed house. We had Last year, Bink doing a show out there. Dusty's doing a show out there uh, this Friday night as well. We'll be there starting at 6 o'clock. Everybody from 610 just about going to be out there. And uh, we'll be hanging out, getting ready for the playoffs, talking some Chiefs football, hanging out, and having some great beer. Looking forward to it on Friday night uh, heading, into, uh, heading into the weekend, man. So this is going to be a lot of fun.
0: I'm just laughing at the – we were just yeah. talking about Bruce Weber and the difference between Jerome Tang. And yeah. instead, Josh McDaniels was essentially going full. Bruce Weber quote in his post game his end of the year I am not satisfied with any phrase any phase of our team but that doesn't mean we didn't try hard oh nobody cares he tried hard Josh that's not the point of NFL football games we assume most of you are trying hard he didn't say try hard chart but you get the point
2: yes you wanted to make sure that, that we got that out there mm-hmm. okay cool glad. Glad we got that. Why'd you, looking, get it? Why'd you looking, make it weird? you looking forward to
0: Friday?
3: I am. Okay.
2: Just I am checking. Out. I didn't know if that's I'll what you there. were really looking forward to What's going not?
3: on right now? Nothing. Okay, hey, you're clearly upset now. <laughs> me? No, i I don't think he's upset. I don't think so. I'm good. You upset? No, I was... You, I was how is, see how the, his voice keeps fluctuating in tone? No, there. I'm
0: determined anymore that in the awkward <laughs> moments, it's not going to be me. <laughs> Somebody else is going to lose this chicken of who can <laughs> say something the least long on this show. <laughs> I will no longer lose that battle.
3: I mean, that was like the honestly, for someone who talks for a living, that was the worst possible way you could have described (laughs) that. The least long. Eh, Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a wordsmith. You also said this chicken of a game. So that was. This game of
0: chicken, whatever. It didn't matter.
3: You get the point. Cody Tapp,
0: professional speaker of words.
3: The most, the highest paid employee at Odyssey. (laughs) In the entire company. The entire company. At least in this cluster.
2: I think so.
0: There's just no way to prove that. We'll just never know, I
2: guess. Not denying though.
0: I just said there's no way to prove it. That's all I said.
2: All right, now that we uh, now that we saw how everything sorted out uh, this weekend, got sorted out this weekend uh, for the NFL playoff picture, we knew the NFL made those changes on on Friday. We're really only down to like one possible thing being impacted by it from a chief's perspective. With that, which is if Kansas City wins their divisional round game and Buffalo wins their wild card and divisional round game, then an AFC title game will be at a neutral site. Other than that, nothing else will change for Kansas City. In fact, if Buffalo loses prior to the Chiefs uh, potential matchup and the Chiefs win their divisional round game, then nothing's changing there. If Buffalo beats Cincinnati uh, and the Chiefs lose to Buffalo, Buffalo would actually host a AFC title game. So now that it's all settled, like, yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I still would like to know where this neutral site game would be. If it actually plays out that way, the NFL has not announced the potential site yet. Indianapolis as a city turned it down and said that they got other events going on. Too many hotels already booked up, etc. So we know it's not an Indy. I would hope by Wednesday or Thursday, we would get some sort of answer. On I it, don't,
0: though. if anything, I feel a little bit better with it now that everything's played out because the weirdest part I thought of the entire negotiation of this was it felt like Cincinnati had a chance to get screwed, right? There was a real chance, but then, you know, as the game got closer, was I going to feel bad for them if they lost to Anthony Brown in a week 18 <laughs> game? Probably not. So, like, when this all shakes out, I feel a lot of the same way I felt on Friday. The only difference here is is the fan sentiment shift that seems to be occurring. I'll say this. The Buffalo team doesn't seem to be echoing these thoughts at all. The Buffalo team seems very confident, happy, fine with where they are and where this seating stuff took place. But the Buffalo fans have taken to blaming Kansas City yeah. for somehow stealing them of something they had yet to possess. That part I find... But you understand
3: why, right? You understand why they feel that way. Because if
0: they played that game and won, they'd be the one seed. They would get a bye.
3: If you got divorced and your uh, then ex-wife started dating another guy, you can't be mad at that guy. He didn't do anything wrong. Like there was just a single woman who he was attracted to. Very specific example there too. Well, I've never been divorced, so it's not specific. I'm just saying. How many
0: divorced people have you dated, though? That's the question. Sounds like in this scenario, you were the person
3: dating the divorced woman. No, I've never had anything like that in my life. But I'm just saying, you would understand if there is some resentment towards the person who you thought they were going to have that thing, and now somebody else is taking it out for a movie. That was my thing
2: spoiler fan base upset at other fan base thinks team got screwed. I mean, like of course,
0: but I don't feel like I feel the same way as did on Friday. Nobody got screwed here. Even if it ends up Kansas city and Buffalo in the AFC championship game. And I'm sure we'll have that conversation. Is it still fair that the chiefs are hosting or playing Buffalo at some neutral side game? Just as long as that game's not at MetLife. I'm not going to feel like Pittsburgh would be a little close. I'd say that's a bit screwed. But just as long as it's not completely discharged to the point that it clearly, the neutral site clearly favors Buffalo, things are fine. It mostly worked out. Cincinnati didn't get screwed. It's okay. They didn't have to go to a coin flip in a back room office to find yeah. out whether or not it was them or the Ravens who were going to get to host an AFC or host yeah. an AFC I,
2: playoff game. The only thing I'll still say on Cincinnati is I, I do think if we're getting a divisional round matchup, which if you went by seating, we will. Buffalo and Cincinnati. I do think that game should be neutral. Side. I, is it hard I, because, because like they played the of,
0: same number of games well, that's, that's and their, one team won more games than the other?
2: That's where they're going at. But that wasn't even the reason the NFL said publicly. The NFL was asked on Friday during our show. I can't remember the individual's name for the NFL. Yeah, but they had said that there was just not enough time. Yeah, they said not enough time, which I'm, wait a second. Like, not enough time.
0: Well, they still haven't announced the site for the next one, so maybe.
2: But that's my. Yeah, but like, they had two weeks for the potential divisional round matchup. They had three weeks for this neutral site AFC title game. So it's kind of weird to me.
0: In fairness, maybe they're being, maybe in a way they're being truthful. Because think about how slow they've been moving on this one. So they said. We're going neutral site. They've already asked a couple of places that have said no, right? Like, so they're already having to work through options just for this one game. What if they were going to need a city to take this on twice? Like, it actually, like, logistically, it is harder. And to me, I can understand why Cincinnati would feel this way a little bit, but there is an equal basis on which to judge those teams. We don't know who's going to win their game. We just have no idea. I, I refuse to believe anybody who was like Cincinnati was winning. There's just no way you could have known that. Kansas City was trailing in a playoff game twenty-four to nothing and won it. Right. I don't care that it was seven three and the Bengals were driving it in the first quarter. Yeah, no the, way of the, knowing who won that football game. The rest of the NFL season for them was played, and one team had a better record.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, the, the result thing doesn't. I'm with I you. I think you they're gotta, mad because they never got a the, chance
0: to prove it against Buffalo.
2: That's it. The result in, in that actual game or the the partial quarter whatever, what we got, what seven minutes left of the first, whatever happened when everything unfortunately happened. That part shouldn't play into it. But I just think considering that it was, Cincinnati also agreed to stop playing that game on Monday night, they maybe thought there was a chance of getting made back up. It didn't. They were also the home team of that game. So I don't think it would have been crazy if you said, oh, you were a home team of the game that you, you helped out and we scratched. Play that divisional round matchup in a neutral side. That's just where I'm at. If Buffalo sure. and Cincinnati play each other, I think that should be neutral site. Of course it's not going to be.
0: And Cincinnati's um, going to blame them coming up short in the Super Bowl if they lose to Buffalo on this. They are. Team players too, most likely. Because oh, Joe Mixon was flipping exactly a coin right. out of his sock.
2: Which, Oh my God, Oh, gosh. that's great.
0: That's a great that's in, a great celebration. It's going to cost him like $25,000, but that's a great it. celebration.
2: It's worth it. Chad Johnson also already said he'll write a check to Joe Mixon to cover it. Uh, Ocho Cinco did on, on Twitter because the fact that Joe Mixon had a real coin in his sock and flipped it and then like, kicked the coin because they obviously were not happy with the, po- the prospects of potentially having to flip the coin, coin to find out that, if they're going to host I, a playoff that game. That was fantastic. I mean, so, I don't know so what good. it's going to
0: cost him, but it doesn't matter because, as you've pointed out, it will be worth every cent. To Joe Mixon well, i to do that.
2: It better be less than the fine that, uh, what's his name last night, Quay Walker is going to get for shoving a trainer during the Lions and Packers game last night. He should never do it anyway, but out of all weeks, out of all weeks, you're going to shove the athletic training staff and doctors, that was the night, and that was the week you were thinking of. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Sunday Night Football, Packers-Lions last night, injured player for the Lions, team doctor kind of like wanted to like nudge his way kind of in to go help, help the injured player. And a Packers player didn't like that and sh- kind of shoved the, the team doctor, team trainer in the back, got flagged for it, got kicked out of the game as he should, and it's going to get fined. I'm and he sure. was throwing a
0: hissy fit in the tunnel on his yeah. way out the
2: door. And he, and he apologized today and said he got it was out of line and all that. So I think that's obviously great. But just that guy. You told get, me it's fine. That football players better, are allowed to guy.
0: yell and throw whatever they want. You told me it was fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> when the coach is like through stuff. You're talking about Ken
3: Dorsey. Ken Dorsey throwing yeah. papers in the air, not the same as shoving somebody. You said it's fine. It's emotional. No, no, yeah. you you said no, no, this emotional no, 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 time. no, 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 no. He did this last time, too. <laughs> yeah. You compared Ken Dorsey throwing it down, uh, a piece of paper down in anger, to somebody, like, getting in a physical altercation. <laughs> Correct. You said it was the same as him stabbing someone.
0: Uh, well, see, now you're taking it too far. I did not, I can't, att- there was nothing like that. I just said it's similar. It's like, to me, the emotional outbursts are the same. It's just... That one no, having to be in a but trainer, one, one's one's no, physically,
2: you know, one's physically quote unquote <laughs> harming somebody. The other is throwing papers and knocking a camera on the floor versus Devontae Adams shoving a person physically, Quay Walker yeah. shoving a person physically. So let me He's ask you this: If
3: Ken Dorsey ends up, uh, God forbid, killing someone, would you would you oh, then geez. say would what? you then say Jeez. like, oh, should have seen it coming? Oh gosh! Oh my goodness! We're going there. You Should have known.
0: <laughs> I know it's a bye week. Warning this show signs. has been very off the rails for, like, the whole two hours today. We just never got on track. $2,000 baskets, Ken Dorsey killing a guy, too much. We've gone too far. Up this, this
3: is You made this bed, and we're just <laughs> sleeping in it.
0: It's always my fault. You're never willing to accept any blame. Ever. It's never your fault. Not once. <laughs>
3: I don't think I deserve any blame. <laughs> not, I think on this, is your making. not on this one. This, no, no, this one's all you, man. Just generally. I'll tell you what. Never when, the situ- when a situation arises that I need to take blame for, you better believe I will be there holding myself accountable. No way. But this isn't one of those times, man. Zero percent.
0: Zero percent. Look, I'll take the blame for the basket thing. You didn't have to say, what if Ken Dorsey killed a guy? Oh, Nobody has <laughs> <So laughs> to take it that saying, way. I said
3: it one time. You've now said it three times. It was just simply an analogy. Hmm. To highlight are you the ridiculousness <laughs> of are you your guys, argument. Are you guys gonna watch
2: football tonight at all? You're gonna watch what? this national I championship will... game.
3: Hell yeah. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm
2: asking because normally weeknight you don't watch football games. Oh Here's, I don't watch Thursday
3: night football games when it's the Browns and the Titans. Know. This Here's is the a 13-point spread. They're, they're saying it's going to be a blowout tonight, I
0: will Dick. watch it, but the national championship game in particular is such a hate watch for me because really? I hate accepting. I don't think we should accept that they are saying it's going to take seven hours to watch this game tonight. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. This game is going to start at 630, and yes. I guarantee you the final seconds won't take away... Till like midnight.
2: Yeah, it'll be. 11, it's like staying 15, up on New least. Year's Eve
0: just to watch the damn game.
2: Yeah, it'll at least Outside be. of
0: that, yes, of course, I'm interested in the national
2: championship game. Yeah, I mean the games we all know take too long. Halftime's too long. All, all of that. Yeah, I'll be. I'll definitely be watching it. I, I do think uh, there's a chance. Be the semifinals were so great. Uh, a week it's or so. It's gonna be ago, hard for it to live they, up to. that. like you're wondering like it is awfully tough to live up to that. I'm hoping it's not actually what the spread is indicating, which is going to indicate a a blowout, thirteen, you know, a two touchdown lead. I think TCU is good enough offensively to move the ball on on Georgia, but think about the like what it means for the Big 12. We know this Big 12 is going to lose Texas and Oklahoma. They're going to leave a year early it looks like. Next year BYU's coming in, uh UCF, Houston and Cincinnati all joining the Big 12. A team that was
0: in the college football playoff last year and a team who has been in the top
2: 10 lately in Houston. So I I mean I I think if you're taking a look at what it, the future of the Big 12 is, just having TCU who was a Conference realignment addition, what, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it has been at this point, to have them in this particular game before Texas ever got in there, I think I I mean, I think it's a good spot for the Big 12 to be in, even if they don't win tonight, which it's very unlikely that Georgia's losing to TCU. It
0: really means – it's unlikely, I understand that. Just getting to this game has been a lot – Like, finally, Big 12 had never had anybody in the title game since the college football playoff came into effect. I understand other teams have either won or been in titles, mostly just Texas and Oklahoma. But to have anyone else, to finally have another team from the Big 12 step up and do it means a lot. If they win it, the Big 12 can just go ahead and write a kindly worded letter to the Pac-12 and said, you're done, it's over for you. We're going to be the conference that lives and you're going to be the conference that dies because really it still feels like it's coming down to those two conferences. And if they get a team who just, as you pointed out, joined their conference 10 years ago in the state of Texas to get a national title in the college football playoff system to be a more recent title holder by a long shot than teams like Texas, like it's going to hold serious weight moving forward. And you have to remember that the Big 12 had some other teams who were flirting with it a little bit this year, and we think that maybe K-State could be the big boy, but Houston's been more consistently ranked in the top five. They're actually adding a little bit of college football weight to the top end of this conference. I think it'll be a little more evenly balanced with good teams. I mean, the Big 12's got a chance. I get it. Every year you cannot expect to be the team that moves on, but just having a team in the title game is huge. If they win it, they get to be the conference who survives. Doesn't it kind of feel that way? They might survive anyway. They're already ahead. They get better TV ratings. They get more money, whatever. But this would seal it.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, it is crazy where the Big 12 was at just a year and a half ago or so, or about a year ago. And the conversations were warranted about its future. And now it does feel like it's on at least some stable footing. We all know long-term, the Big Ten the SEC are are always going to be those two. Oh, yeah. Those are the big ones. And, and there will still be a decision at some point maybe down the road that has to be made of, are you going just – two guys are going to two conferences going to do their own thing. Uh, three. Are you one of those three? Uh, you know, there's still risk, no doubt. And this is where Brett, your mark, your Mac, has to continue as the new commissioner to be aggressive and not sit, sit back, which I think he's going to be that that is going to have to continue to be your thought process. You cannot just sit around and think everybody, like we, we we're we saying they're stable now. That can't be the mentality if you're the Big 12. You nope. have to think that you are Glory in danger I. still.
0: But like, you know what it is? If you go out and you get TCU to win a national championship, that means you can swing much bigger, in my opinion. I don't know what's going to happen. So right now it feels like the current standings of, if it's going to go down to four conferences, are Pac-12s in last, Big 12s in fourth, ACC's in third. You sure you can't get yourself to third? with the most recent college football playoff champion? Can you go steal? They only have one big power property in the ACC from a football standpoint. You know, like, can you steal somebody else from them that we – you know, like, whatever you're going to do. Yeah, you're talking about Clemson, obviously. Well, No, I'm not even talking about stealing Clemson necessarily. No, 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 I'm just no but pow-
2: power in their conference, yes. ACC. Yes. I mean, Florida State's in the ACC, and 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 they're starting to maybe finally get revved up again. I, I get what you're saying. My only thing is, the, who, is who is that – I mean – if we're saying Clemson's the big power in the ACC, despite TC- I don't care if it's Florida State, Des, despite- you should go
0: coast to coast th- in any conference y- anymore. You y- should yeah. not care uh, about regionality.
2: Despite TCU being in the national title game tonight, though, like I mean, we're, we're obviously not comparing the two. Like, oh, the, the, the AC, you only have one power team, big big time team, and let's let's say it's oh, just Clemson. Saying- big Twelve doesn't. I mean, technically they have zero. In a way, <laughs> right? Exactly, that's my point. Their big yeah. teams
0: were Oklahoma and Tech, but that's what I'm saying. Weaken the other one so that instead of having, like I said, Gold, the big power, like the We have Clemson in our conference. What if you had a bunch of TCUs, teams who are in the top five, a chance for the top five, who make a little noise in the college football playoff? That is a sustainable model because you can't be the Big Ten or the SEC. They each have, what, eight brands? Like, how many does the SEC have? Oklahoma, Texas, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, like,
2: there's no end to their list. There's all, no end to the Big much Ten's list. All have a brand except for maybe two or three of them in football.
0: Yeah, it's just like Arkansas. Be like, okay, I guess you know they play in bowl games because well they're still good, but they don't have that kind of branding.
2: So says you guys are cute thinking TC is going to win. I really wish they would, I but say, I, don't, I think I, Georgia is going to win. Actually, quite the opposite. I think we we, we said <laughs> TCU, Hopefully, they can keep within the, the spread. And say, I think they if will. If they win. win, it carries <laughs>
0: serious weight, especially against Georgia, who's been the best team in college football for two consecutive years. Not even particularly close, I don't think. Nick, do you give TCU any shot in this game?
3: You yeah, are I a yeah, yeah, I give a shot. Yeah, I give him a shot. I think uh, puncher's chance. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to move the ball against Georgia. I think Georgia's defense is kind of oddly enough, like Georgia all year long, it looked like they hadn't. They, they, that win against Tennessee was one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen, and then the last month. They've been uh, good defense, but not the elite defense. And I think they're going to have to go back to being the nation's best defense if they want to cover the spread. So I think I think Georgia wins, but I think it's closer than than a lot of people think because TCU's defense is not great, but it's not like this bottom feeder. They're like a top 25, top 30 defense. They're just going to have to, like, anytime you look at upsets, you look at the the volatile stats. You look for explosive plays. You look for turnovers. You look for third down stats. Those are stuff that can sort of change from week to week if tcu can can win in those three categories then that's how they win this game
2: yeah we're aligned on this i mean i T, tcu as i said is definitely going to be able to move the ball that's not the question the defense i, I the defense is even worse than what you said though like they're they're like in the 70s or 80s overall as a defense in the country they're not even top 25 defense. In well in terms of eight. efficiency F- i think FBS. they're ranked like
3: 35th okay yeah overall it so. doesn't look that way when you watch them well yeah they play in the big 12 and the other thing is is They have a sort of pick your poison. Like They're going to give you a way to beat them. And I think going up against Georgia, who can do both, right? They can pass the ball efficiently. They will run all day if you let them. I think what they're going to have to do is try and game plan to stop the run. And then hope that Stetson Bennett makes a few mistakes.
2: That's that's the thing. Michigan, I th- not only made mistake after mistake early on in that game.
3: I thought that was a poorly coached game from Harbaugh and TC or, But and they Michigan. got they got big and, passing numbers. Like they, they were. Did. That's yeah. exactly what they did against Michigan. Yeah. But McCarthy made a few mistakes and they made him pay for
2: it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think George is George is also not going to get too cute offensively. I thought Michigan tried to 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 be smarter than everybody else in that game as well, and it backfired on them. I think TCU, can they run the ball this go around against Georgia? I think the answer is yes, even with the injury with their back. Uh, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight, guys. We'll we'll see. It'll get over at 1130, like you said. It always does. Coming up next, though, we'll, we'll get right back into the Chiefs, though. Exactly what we all wanted to see right before the playoffs started
1: there's Kelsey to the end zone Cody and gold brought to you by Gann asphalt and concrete for asphalt concrete and parking lot maintenance GAN asphalt and concrete one contractor all things parking lot trusted in Kansas City since 1994 online at gannasphalt.com don't miss the Chiefs red half hour every day at 11 30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs 610 sports radio
0: we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s you over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
2: Coming up in about 15 minutes, we head right out to Arrowhead to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes right here on your official broadcast partner for the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Of course, the playoffs all set now. The field that is, the Chiefs with the bye this weekend, and then they will pick things back up at Arrowhead next weekend, either on Saturday or on Sunday. They will host a couple different paths, the most likely is the winner of that Jags in Chargers game, but there's a, you know, upset potential. Maybe all of a sudden the Ravens or the dolphins pull off a huge upset. And suddenly you're talking about one of those teams coming to, uh, coming to Arrowhead. The one thing I think if you were looking for a confidence builder from a, a fan base and also maybe even from the team, you got it on Saturday in the win against the Raiders. You were, you were looking, is it possible for this team to go out and be mistake free, play mistake free football? Can they have a clean special teams game? Can they, defensively also show that they can stop an inferior opponent with a backup quarterback who also did just, by the way, put up a good chunk of points against the, 49ers. Of the The number one defenses in the NFL. And you shut them down. You were dominant. It was the perfect type of recipe you were looking for heading into the postseason. I understand there's still questions and skepticism, no doubt. But if you were asking for a reason to feel good heading into the postseason, you got it on Saturday with the win against the Raiders.
0: I just don't like of all the things we would have either said are the Chiefs' strengths or weaknesses this year. They showcase both. Be like, hey, you know they don't throw the ball deep. They get more big plays than you when they don't throw the ball deep. First play of the game. First play <laughs> of the game, sixty-seven yards to Justin Watson. If I said, hey, they're uh, you know they have a problem with turnovers, didn't turn it over, or they don't commit to the run, ran it plenty. They, you know, whatever, don't force turnovers. Got them. Doesn't matter. Whatever the conversations we've had over an 18-week schedule, which I think were fair, they did all of those things right in a single game, and it was breezy to the win. Ronald Jones ended up with more carries than Isaiah Pacheco. If you want to know how much you won Mm -hmm. by, let me just give you a real quick one. Ronald Jones was the team's leading ball carrier, not from a yardage standpoint because – Isaiah Pacheco was also very good in his very limited carries in that game, but nobody touched the ball more than Ronald Jones from the backs. They won easily against an inferior opponent, which is exactly what you need. And it's not like they had nothing on the line, gold. They had the number one seed on the line. They lose that game. We know Buffalo won. They're the two seed, and they're playing this weekend, and we're talking about how they match up against Miami and his two are going to play, or is it going to be Skylar Thompson or Tyreek's return? We could have had a million different conversations, but it wouldn't have been. They just get to sit back and kick it. And that's what we got. To me, this was the most reassuring game of the season because they're winning plenty. That hasn't been the problem for a while. They've won a bunch of their games here lately, they're not dropping any. They're going into the postseason having a nice, long winning streak. But they had just never played a clean game, and this was clean.
2: Yeah, and you know we we had said going into the game the Raiders don't get blown out, right? Only one time all season yep. the Raiders had lost by a touchdown or more than a touchdown, excuse me. And and this is now just the second time it had happened. The Chiefs covered the the nine and a half points. was like, well, who cares? Does that matter? Well, if you were wanting them to blow out teams, if that was your concern, they just did it against a divisional opponent. And I understand it's Jared Siddham, but again, what he did the week before. To me, is why I put a little bit more stock in the defensive effort because I saw Jared Sidham with Josh Jacobs, with Devontae Adams in both games, and I saw him put up, what, was it 28 or 30 against the, the Niners in a, in a loss in overtime? I don't know if it was 28, but they lost in overtime. They put up enough to obviously be competitive against a 49ers team that people are talking about having a chance to get to the Super Bowl, a 49ers team that's the number two seed in the NFC postseason. So, yeah, I do put more stock than I probably would have three a weeks week ago, ago. Yeah. yeah, or a week ago, yeah. Um, doesn't mean that all of a sudden, Cody, I think that they're just not going to turn the ball over ever again. And of course not, but you needed to have some glimmer of it and we got it. And now you get a week off the- to get what will be the full arsenal of the offense. That's what's scary. I think are in a positive. If you're a chiefs fan, but scary for other teams. We'll talk more about Kadarius, Tony tomorrow and stuff on the show, but we've seen what they look like with Tony McColl hasn't played in six, seven weeks. Like we're going to see in two weeks, when they play, whoever it is, at Arrowhead of the Divisional Round, the full allotment of personnel offensively for the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time since when? Week one? Ever. Well, not week one because they didn't have Tony then. Fair enough.
0: Ever. 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 This be the first time go. all season Ever. we saw this unit together. From an efficiency standpoint, the difference between them offensively and the second-place team is the difference between second-place and 18th. They are the most efficient offense. But somehow in that game, like if I were ranking the things that made me feel the best about the Chiefs postseason chances going into it, the dominance of the defensive front four. Because I, admittedly, can also get tired of the, well, we're getting pressure from everywhere. Like, cool. I'm glad your corners or safeties or linebackers are good at occasionally getting sacked. Can your defensive line dominate a game? Are they capable on their own? And because of the emergence of George Karloftis over the final six weeks of the season, the answer is yes. Dana is playing his best football. Karloftis is playing his best football. Chris Jones is playing his best football. All of a sudden, they're at a point where Frank Clark is the fourth defensive lineman they have to rely on. And when you put me there, I feel so much better. So much better about defensive line. You're like, hey, uh, Frank Clark is now the fourth most important defensive lineman for the Chiefs. Like, thank God. Like, it's fine. If he's fourth, I can live my life. I'm going to forget about the money and do all those things right now. I just want to talk about them as a unit. Can you, as a unit, as one of the most expensive defensive lines in the NFL, because of what you pay Frank Clark and what you pay Chris Jones, and the fact that you spent a first-round pick on defensive line again, can you live up to that reputation? And in that game, really for the end of the season, sure, but that was their most dominant defensive line effort from the entire season. Chris Jones had six individual pressures. The defense had four more sacks. They were great again. They gave Stidham no time to get comfortable. They held, this is the other important part. I don't even know that we mentioned earlier from the defensive standpoint. They held the NFL's leading rusher to 17 carries and 45 yards. That also matters. Even what the Raiders do well, they didn't do
2: well against you. And they were trying to feed Jacobs late too, even though they were down. But be, because they wanted to, him to finish the as the NFL's
0: leading rusher. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's not like they barely use Josh Jacobs, and that's why. No, that that was uh, a very impressive defensive all around, but defensive performance that you wanted to see. Understanding that they're not Cincinnati, they're not Buffalo, of course not. Um, but that type of effort, and when the Chiefs don't turn the ball over. I don't know if they're, they're all that beatable if the Chiefs don't turn over the football. Um, and that is something that is why, it's something that has been brought up, and that's why. That you know what this team, if you're not giving the short field and you're not turning it over, how are you keeping up with this Chiefs offense? And it takes some pressure off the Chiefs defense. You notice that? Talking about one of the better Chiefs' defensive performances oh, yeah. when they also did turn it over on offense. Yeah, they do go they do go hand in hand. Those it's not, things, that, not wait, that complicated. Those yeah. things are related. Yeah, it's when amazing. you don't let a team
0: take over the ball <laughs> on the seven yard line. It's amazing. Sometimes that, they don't score because they moved the ball a little bit there for a while in that game. The Raiders, mm-hmm. but the defense always came up when it had to. The drive always stopped, even if it was like oh, there's a couple of first downs for the Raiders. The drive died, which is easier when they have to go 75 yards in order to get the touchdown. Versus the, what, 30 yards the defense has been given to try to protect maybe six times in the last month? Like those turnovers that we talked about in a couple of those games? It's just always the same. Like this this was just one of those. It was a confidence-building game. It was something that you can say, we're still the bet, And the Chiefs can feel that way going into it. You didn't want them, and I don't think that they feel that way very often, but you know how easy it is to, like, rattle confidence for a variety of reasons when you're in sports. Like it could have been, like, just like if I'm the Cowboys, that's why everyone wants to pick the Bucks to win that game. Because you're like, oh, no, is it going to go bad? Like, because they're just playing terrible going into it. You don't have to worry about that with the Chiefs.
2: Coming up next, we'll head out to Arrowhead. You're going to hear from Andy Reid as well as Patrick Mahomes right here on 610 Sports Radio.
1: Listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.